morning, guys. Uh, my name is Dan. I'm one of the pastors here. It's good to be here this morning again, and uh, it's really encouraging to hear from Tim as well, because uh, I've been working alongside with him for the last two years. So uh, if you can get alongside with, with him, pray for him, it would be great. Let me pray before we start uh, today's sermon. Heavenly Father, we pray now as we hear from you that we will listen, that we will accept it, and that we will live it out for your sake. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now that used to be my car. Uh, some of you are probably a bit surprised. Uh, why do I have? A, why, why did I used to have a Ute? Uh, I used to be quite bogan, uh, believe it or not. But you know, I, I had this car when I was in Western Australia, and I took it to forward driving. Uh, and um, I, I still remember. I, I don't know if you've done forward driving before, but it does require some courage and some skills. And I still remember when I first bought this car. Uh, and my friends knew about it. I was like, hey, Dan, let's take it out to the beach right now. And I was like, oh, I just bought this. Uh, I just want to get used to it first before I take it to forward driving. And then said, Dan, don't worry, don't worry. We'll be with you. We'll be with you and we'll show you what to do. So we drove to the beach and sure enough, I got stuck in the sand. And not only I got stuck in the sand, I was stuck at the bottom of a hill. And in order to get out of that beach, you need to go up the sandy hill. And I was like, oh, man, this is, I can't do this. I keep driving up, and, and I just couldn't get over the top of the hill. And I was like, oh, no, how am I going to get out of this? And my friends that were in the car with me, um, at first they didn't say anything. And uh, I was like, oh man, it's, and it's, it's getting dark, and the tides are coming in. And I was like, oh no, I'm so screwed, you know. Uh, I just bought this car, and I'm going to lose it. But you know what, my friends, uh, they, start, they start saying, hey, Dan, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, uh, just keep trying, just keep trying. They kept encouraging me, and they keep persevering, don't, don't, don't give up, just keep driving, just keep trying. Uh, and I think I probably tried like 10 times, at least 10 times, to try and get over that hill. Um, and in the end, I was, uh, I was able to get over that hill, but I had to lower my tire pressure to 6 PSI. You know, the, you know, if, you, if you know your tire pressure, you normally pump it up to 32, right? I had to lower it down to 6 in order to get out of that. But my friends were there to help me. They were there, I was like, Dad, you can do it, you can do it, keep going, keep going, don't stop. And I was thankful that they were there to support me. And if they weren't there, I think I'll be so screwed, I'll be alone, and uh, I'll be, I won't be here today. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I wonder if you have any similar experiences, not necessarily with forward driving, but even just generally, just in life, whether you might be in a situation where you might be very screwed if it wasn't for the people around you supporting you. Hey, hey you got to keep going, keep going, keep persevering. And I think if you're a Christian here, uh, most of you will agree that being a Christian is not always that easy. You know, we face many temptations in our lives to turn away from Jesus. We struggle with sins. And even in some countries, 
You know, you get persecuted for your faith, or even get killed for your faith. I think this is especially true for the Hebrew Christians uh, back then. They were facing many persecutions, uh, and they were just on the edge of giving up their newfound faith in Jesus, and they wanted to go back to their old previous lifestyle. And they start to question, you know, is being a Christian really all that worth it? You know, what's the point of meeting with other Christians when it will actually endanger my life? And that's why the writer of the Hebrew today, he, he says, he urges them to not give up. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep persevering in your faith. Keep meeting up. Keep encouraging one another. So that none of you will turn away from Jesus. Now we may not face persecution today in our church, but there are there are still、uh, many things that keep us away from meeting with other Christians that would tempt us、uh, to turn away from Jesus.、Uh, you know, we have the, we have competing priorities in our lives,、uh, whether it's study, whether it's your work, or, or family relationship. Or、well, sometimes we just, you know, we're just playing tired.、Uh, we just don't want to wake up to come to church on a Sunday. And you know, nowadays with technology, you can even just, you know, go onto the internet and you can listen and watch a sermon or church service online. Why would you go out of your way to come to church? Isn't it just easier to just stay at home? Well, the writer of the Hebrews saying, no. No, no, no! Don't do that! Don't do that! Don't give up meeting together. You need each other in order to persevere in your faith until the end. So today we're going to be looking at the second half of Hebrews, and、uh, we're going to be exploring two questions about persevering together in our faith.、Uh, so these are the two questions: Why do we need to persevere together? And secondly, how do we persevere together? So, firstly, why do we need to persevere together? It's because God has brought us together through Jesus. So, let's read from verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is His body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Now, if you haven't been around in the last few weeks, we've been looking at、uh, a series in Hebrews, and in the last few weeks, we've been looking at how Jesus is our great high priest, and how he has brought about the new covenant for us, that he is a better tabernacle. And last but not the least, he's the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. And it,、uh, and I won't be able to go have time to go through all of them again. But if you want to find out more about what they mean, I encourage you to listen to the sermons online. But as a summary, as a summary, it's because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Our sins have all been washed away, and now we are as white as snow. And if you're Christian here. God now sees you just as He sees His own Son Jesus, perfect, holy, and blameless, and that's why we can approach God with confidence. So, in light of this, the writer of Hebrews says, "You know, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, 
and then he goes on and says 23 and 25, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habits of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So he's saying, let us, let us, let us. And he's calling, he's essentially calling all of us here, collectively, a church collectively, to, to come to God, to draw near to God, to encourage each other to draw near to God, to hold on to our faith in Jesus. Because we know that only Jesus can give us full assurance and life with God. Uh, uh, if you haven't noticed, there's actually a strong emphasis of doing all these things together in these verses. It's not. A, it, it's about that deep concerns for one another. It's not about individual rights. It's not about getting what you want out of church. It's it's, it's about together. We as a church together holding the hope that we profess, that we spur one another on, that we keep meeting together together. It's about helping each other to persevere, to keep our faith in Jesus. So that no matter what comes, none of us will turn away from Jesus. None of us forgets Jesus. None of us will drift away from him. So he's saying, hey, it's because of Jesus that we are here. We are here together. There's no lone wolf in Christianity. When you are saved, you are actually saved into a big family. You know, God has brought you guys together through Jesus. Now, I want you guys to look around you at the moment. Look around, look around the people around you. Look to the left, look to the right, look to the back, look to the front. You know, they are your brothers and sisters in Christ. They are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Do you treat them like one? Why are you here today? You know, is, it, is it because it's an obligation and you need to be here? Is it because of your parents? Uh, is it because you've been rostered on doing something here on a Sunday, welcoming, singing, or whatever? Or is it because you want to encourage your brother and sisters in Christ? Is this because you want to encourage the rest of us to persevere for Jesus? Jesus died and he washed away all of our sins. We can now draw near to God with confidence. And we can actually do this together as one family. We can persevere together because God has brought us together through Jesus. Now just in case that we, we didn't get the importance of persevering together in faith, the writer of Hebrews goes on from verse 26 to give us another reason. Now verse 26 actually starts with, uh, uh, it doesn't show in the English translation, but in the original Greek, uh, the New Testament was written in Greek. Oh, okay. And Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, 
first, so in our original in our original language here, verse 26, there was a, uh, there was a because at the start. There was a because at the start of four. So it's actually giving the reason, giving the reason of why we need to persevere together. So let's read that. Verse 26. Uh, and, and then the reason is, if we don't persevere together, that we are in danger of turning away from Jesus. Uh, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. And anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenants that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, It is mine to avenge, and I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So he's saying we need to persevere together because if we refuse to do that, if we, if we don't do that, if we stop meeting together, then the danger is that we might turn away from Jesus. Now, some of you might be thinking, you know, what does it mean that if we deliberately keep on sinning that there will be no sacrifice for sin that is left? Is it saying that if you keep falling into sin over and over again, that there will be no forgiveness left for you in Jesus, that God's forgiveness is limited? Well, let's, if you still remember what I said in the past few weeks, let's remember that. Let's try and remember that. You know, if you remember that my sermon, we talked, I talked about the sacrifice of Jesus, that his sacrifice is the ultimate sacrifice that he only needed to sacrifice once and once for all and his sacrifice cleanses us from all sins past, present and future so in light of that I don't think it's saying that God's forgiveness is limited well what is it saying then? I think what it's saying is if, if, if I sin by Deliberate, deliberate, continuous turning away from Jesus by deliberately rejecting Christ and what He's done for me on the cross. Then eventually, when Jesus returns, when you face the judgment of God, then it will be too late to repent. And if you keep on sinning deliberately without even the thought of repentance, it's like you live as though Jesus has not died for you, even though you say you're Christian. It's like you live as though he's not your Lord, as though you're not really a follower of Jesus. And if that goes on long enough, then your heart will become very hard and you won't even want to repent. And it's a real warning, it's a real warning. And you know what, none of you, none of us is immune from turning away from Jesus. And, and I've heard stories about pastors and even Bible college principal turn away from Jesus. And that's why the writer of Hebrews says, don't stop meeting together. Persevere together in your faith. Because if you don't do that, if you refer, refuse to do so, if any of, of us drift away from Jesus and denies him, then the only thing that we can expect from God is his raging judgment. 
you turn away from Jesus, you're turning away from your only means of salvation. And it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hand of the living God. And, and you know, we don't want this for anyone, especially for our family here. Now just imagine yourself. Uh, I like fishing. I've never been in a fishing uh, boat accident, so praise God for that. But just imagine if you go out on a, on a boat and you had a boating accident in the middle of the ocean, and then you and your friend, uh, you, you, uh, you know, you, you're looking for, you waiting for the help to come, and you manage to find a plank of wood just floating around, uh, and you hold on to it to your dear life. And then you and, and, and you waited for like you know one to one hour, two hours, and three hours for the lifeguards to come. But what if after you know after three hours, uh, your friend is getting really exhausted? He can't really hold on to the wood anymore. Now at that point, what will you do? Would you say, "Oh, you're slipping off. That's a shame." <laughs> yeah. No, you wouldn't do that, right? You you'd be like, no, don't don't keep keep holding on. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Jack and Rose scene in Titanic. No, Jack, don't don't don't. Uh, so uh, so, but you know you you try you hold on to your friend, you hold on to him, you spur them on, you help them to persevere. You don't you wouldn't want them to drown. And if you hold on to your friend in, in, in this situation, why wouldn't you hold on to your brothers and sisters in Christ? So that we can keep persevering for Jesus. So that we don't have to face the raging judgment of God. So persevere together so we may not turn away from Jesus. And finally, Finally, the third reason that we need to persevere together in our faith is because uh, we will receive the promised salvation in the end. We will receive the promised salvation in the end. Uh, from verse 32, remember those earlier days after you have received the light, when you endured in a great conflict for sufferings, uh, sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. Uh, you suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possession. And you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. You know, these guys have, have, have done a tough, you know, surely they become a Christian, they, they suffer insult, they suffer persecution, they suffer, and they, they get imprisoned. But in it all, they stood side by side, helping each other to persevere in their faith in Jesus. Because they knew that with Jesus, they will have this eternal reward, better and lasting possession that's worth more than anything else in this world can dish out. You know, when Jesus returns, 
all tears, all pain, all suffering will be wiped away, that there will be no more sin, and those who persevere will receive the promised salvation. So don't give up meeting together. Persevere together in faith, because in the end, you know you will receive that promised salvation. You know, uh, uh, just then when we were talking about uh, when was the last time you persevered together, I, I was telling Steve about the time where I had to hike a mountain with my friends, and I was a pretty unfit guy, so I don't know why I agreed to join them. Uh, but uh, I was, uh, you can say I was the weakest link on the team, right? So they had to always keep waiting for me. And uh, there was at one point I almost collapsed because uh, I had a, uh, I had an exercise-induced asthma, and I didn't bring my puffers with me. Um, and I was just like, oh no, I can't, I can't keep going anymore. And my friend was, my friend was, like, uh, these are similar, the same group of friends uh, at the start, but uh, they, uh, they were like, Dan, don't stop, keep going, you know, keep going, keep going. I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ha actually having trouble breathing. And uh, uh, so, and and I said, hey. We'll, we'll wait with you uh, until you regain your breath. We'll wait with you, and uh, and I just I, I, I was I was I was really uh, I felt really loved and cared by them that they were willing to wait for me, um, uh, and then I, I didn't because I I wanted to just just stop and just go home, but because of my friends that were there that were encouraging me, I was like, okay, I'll keep going. I'll just one step at a time, and then when you get to the top of the mountain, I was like, wow. This is beautiful. This is so worth it. Uh, I'm so glad I went on this trip. And I'm so glad for my friends who were there to help me to persevere in the end. Uh, and that I get to see this beautiful view at the top of the mountain. So persevere together because you will receive that promised salvation in the end. And those who don't will be destroyed, but those who do continue in their faith will be saved. You know, which one are you going to be? Which one are you going to be? We persevere together because God has brought us together in Christ. We persevere together because we are in danger of turning away from Jesus. We persevere together because we will receive the promised salvation in the end. So we get the why, but how? How do we persevere together? Now in verse 24 at the start, it says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. So let's consider, let's think about this within the context of our church. What can we do to help each other to keep persevering? And I just have two practical points here. Uh, number one, prioritize the Sunday gathering. The, so you guys are here now, prioritize the Sunday service. But you know, I just want to ask you, what time, what time did you arrive today? And what time do you plan, do you plan to leave? You know, if the reason that we come together is for the sake of our brothers and sisters in Christ, to encourage them to keep persevering. Now, why would you get here as late as you can, or just come in on time? It seems that church is one of those few appointments during the week that you know we can we can treat punctuality as optional. You know we wouldn't be late for our work or dinner with friends. So why would you be late for your church family? 
And you know, I, I know I get it. Is sometimes it is hard. Uh, you know, things just come up, and uh, maybe f uh, for uh, some of you, you know, it, it's 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 a miracle just to be able to come to church. But if in on if in all honesty, that it is your habit to come regularly late to church or just coming on time. Why? Why is that? You know, the other thing is, uh, people who are new to the church, they usually are the ones who tend to come a bit early. Uh, and, um, and I can say it can be quite discouraging sometimes, you know, when you arrive that the only people who are here are just the musicians or the sound guys. So come early so that you can be more deliberate. You know, don't choose your favorite seat, but be more deliberate. Sorry, Andrew, but be more deliberate. Be more deliberate about where you want to sit. You know, so you know, spot the person sitting by themselves, or you can sit near a newcomer. We are why you come. You are why we come. So we would love for you to arrive earlier and leave later so that we can encourage each other check up on one another to see how they're going with their spiritual life you know when was the last time you asked someone how are you going with Jesus now I know I don't want you guys to be doing all this out of a guilt trip you know guilt will probably work for just one or two weeks I want you guys to go home today convinced that your brothers and sisters in Christ are worth it I want you to go home today convinced that Jesus is worth it that the promised salvation is worth it so that you will prioritize the Sunday gathering for, the, for our sake in order that we may persevere in our faith in Jesus. So prioritize the Sunday gathering. Well, secondly, look out for one another intentionally. And this relates uh, to my previous point before. You know, Sunday service, you know, that happens once a week. You know, how will you encourage uh, each other for the next two days, for the next three days, for the next week? Is there, is there someone that you need to ring? Is there someone that you need to visit? Someone that you've noticed that hasn't been here for a while and you're not sure how they're going? Maybe it would be good to catch up with them, to encourage them. Or maybe you could arrange to meet someone to read the Bible uh, on a regular basis, more than just a catch-up coffee, but to listen to the Word of God, uh, to do life together, to pray for one another, and to help each other persevere for Christ. Now, this is uh, this is Vincent. Uh, Vincent is one of the youth here. Uh, if you haven't met him before, he's just sitting right over there. Uh, uh, Vincent just uh, finished his HSC, so it's party time for him. Uh, you know, but one thing that's really encouraged me about Vincent this year, uh, especially, is just, it's just his intentionality in looking out for other youth. And, uh, and, and I know that there's this other youth who hasn't been able to come to youth group because his parents uh, had a restriction for him. They don't like him coming to church. Uh, but that didn't stop Vincent reaching out to him. Uh, they, will, uh, they will catch up at Stratfield Plaza before, before youth group on Friday, and Vincent uh, will, you know, read the Bible, will pray with him, will catch up with him, do life together, spur him on in his faith. 
he was very intentional in looking out for this youth. And Vincent is the type of person we need at our church. I'm not saying we need more Vincents, but we need more people like Vincent looking out for one another intentionally. And and I know sometimes it is hard to, to know where to start. Uh, you know, how do I do that? I, I don't really know the people around me. Even though I look left and right, front and back, I still I probably don't even know the people sitting next to me. Well, if you hear at the start, uh, you know, at the video at the start, we talked about small group. Uh, so can I encourage you, uh, if you don't know where to start, start by joining a small group. And a small group is a, uh, a small group of people, usually around 12 to 15, 15 meeting up together at someone's place uh, to pray, to read the Bible, and to do life together. And this is where you can become more intentional where you can look out for one another to help each other to persevere in your faith in Jesus. You, know, you can come and talk to me or Andrew or Angie if you would like to join on. We don't want anyone to miss out. We don't want anyone to miss out on this great uh, prom uh, salvation that God has promised. So we all need to persevere together as followers of Jesus. Because the consequence of drifting away from Jesus is so terrible. But the eternal reward of being with him in the new creation is so great and is so worth it. So of course we want to urge and encourage one another to keep persevering for Jesus. So let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing by encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've given us brothers and sisters in Christ uh, who are with us and help us to persevere for you. And Lord, help us to be more intentional, help us to prioritize our time here so that we can encourage others as well. So that we can all when that day come, stand before you, holy, blameless, perfect, and knowing that we have full assurance and full confidence in our salvation. In Jesus' name, amen.